Broadcasting live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West. West. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. Show. All right. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman live on your radio. Hard-hitting news the networks refuse to use. No doubt starts now. This, my fellow Americans, is indeed the broadcast for April the 16th in the year of our Lord, 2021. This is our one of two, and our goal always to protect life, liberty, and property, and to promote God, family, and country on your radio and the traditions of our founding fathers. Yes, indeed, ladies and gentlemen, we use the blueprint for liberty, the supreme law of the land, the Constitution for the United States of America as our guide. And as you know, we're convinced that checks and balances brilliantly, that's right, brilliantly put in place by the founding fathers, one of the great peaceful, restorative Solutions we have at our fingertips. As you know, we reject revolution. We stand for peaceful restoration of the greatest. Can I say that again? The greatest country on the face of the earth. We're not great because we're better than any other race, folks. Don't fall for their lies. We're great because we turn to God Almighty instead of government. And every nation that truly embraces constitutional principles and turns to God can be great, too. Welcome to Liberty Roundtable Live, where we believe all of us are God's children, and we ought to behave like it. It is a freedom-loving, fantastic, faith-filled, freedom-loving Friday, baby. Welcome to the broadcast. A quick recap of yesterday's show in order first. We had our guest on, Mr. Eldon Stahl. He's the field coordinator for the John Birch Society, jbs.org, thenewamerican.com. Incredible commentary. He was with us both hours. First hour, though, we had three people on the radio. Brian Rust, rustcoinandgift.com was with us over the past 50 years. Rust Coin family has been helping people understand precious metals, encouraging people to take possession thereof, and a whole lot more. RustCoinandGift.com. If you want a friend in the coin business, you got it. His name is Brian, and he joins us every week on your radio. Honest Money Report, ladies and gentlemen. Gold was at $1,747.50. Silver was at $25.65. Interesting, that spot prices to get a Newly minted silver eagle silver dollar from your United States Treasury. 2021 says $1 on it, but it costs 38 bucks to get one of those babies. 38 fake Federal Reserve notes, I might add. Uh, and I bring all that up because I really want Joe Biden to answer the question. If I could be in one of the media ops or whatever, I'd, just, I'd hold up one of these silver eagle silver dollars minted by the U.S. Treasury in 2021 that says $1 on it. It's one tray ounce of silver, I might clarify. It's a silver eagle silver dollar. So you all know what it is. And then I'd hold up one of those fake Federal Reserve notes and I'd say, hey, Joe, you know, we're, we're trying to jettison the fake news era. Can you hold the mainstream press accountable with me, my friend? Um, both of these claim that they're a dollar. Somebody's lying. Will you tell me which dollar is the real dollar, which one's the fake news dollar, sir? And that's kind of how I would roll out. You know what I'm talking about? All right. We also talked about the U.S. Capitol Police officer who shot veteran Ashley Babbitt during the uh, January 6th. They call it a, a riot or whatever else. During the January 6th, you know, I would call it a false flag provocateur at, event. Anyway, the, the guy that murdered Ashley, um, I guess will face no charges, says the Justice Department. They investigated themselves, don't you know? And there's nothing going on. Got it? Move along. Thank you. <laughs> wow. We also talked about yesterday was income tax day. 100 years ago, instituting the income tax. The New American writes an incredible article, Jack Kenny writes it uh, about the income tax. Now, fraudulent it was. It was pitched as a temporary tax. As you know, it's part of the 10th plank of the Communist Manifesto. It's something to reject without a doubt. We also talked about the ratification of the 16th Amendment. The income tax caused profound changes in the United States. 
The amendment was sold as tax the rich plan. It was sold as a temporary plan, but that wasn't the real intention. It was to embrace communist principles. We need to reject it immediately. Hour two, Liberty Roundtable Live yesterday. We talked about COVID turned governors into petty tyrants. Now legislatures want their power back. Luis Miguel for the New American writes that one. Incredible topics, folks. Just incredible. We also talked about state nullification. An idea deeply embedded in American history. TheNewAmerican.com with that piece as well. Anyway, Eldon Stahl representing JBS, that's why. We also talked about support for law enforcement, officers, and families. Protecting the bond that exists between the community and local police officers. We need to do that through education, through programs, through uh, briefings, through charitable support for families of police officers who have been killed in the line of duty. Uh, We need to help them with protective equipment on occasion. We need to help them build memorials. Folks are doing that through this new website, lecf-inc.org, lecf-inc.org. Check that out. We also talked about Democrats prepare to pack the Supreme Court. They want four more Supreme Court justices. Why do nine Supreme Court justices serve on the Supreme Court today? The Constitution doesn't speak specifically. Specifically say, sorry guys, specifically say um, how many justices should be on the court. But since 1869, uh, they codified it at nine right now. But in the past, it was as low as five. And since the courts have such an abusive role in America today, exceeding their power, activist judges out of control, I'd be fine to reduce the number of judges. Uh, The problem is the Democrats want to increase the number of judges. Uh, and the Republicans are all rioting about it, saying, oh, no, don't you dare, as if somehow nine is satrosanct or sacred in some way. Not true. Oftentimes, it's been five, seven, nine. In fact, when it started out, it was six. Did you know that? Yeah, they didn't even care that it was an even number uh, and because the courts were supposed to be so insignificant. Once in a while, providing a little bit of guidance on interpretation of the law. Uh, from a, a legally, quote, point of view, but for the most part, not really being involved in day-to-day mainstream decisions. Uh, they were main, main, mainly meant to oversee kind of the appellate courts, etc., cetera, um, and clarify things across the states. You know, it is supposed to be the United States. Does that make any sense? So United was the front and the idea. Uh, nevertheless, the judgeship was supposed to be a non-political, very simple, very uh, provide guidance on occasion, simple branch of government, but oh, boy. Have we turned it over to be kingmakers for sure? It's a tragic reality check that we reject. The only king I support, ladies and gentlemen, is indeed King Jesus. I pray for his return. Welcome to the broadcast. Our guest today, as news the networks refuse to use, starts now on this faith-filled Freedom Loving Friday. Christopher Carlson, we're discussing all things liberty. Welcome back, my good brother. Good to be back, Sam. I've got a new intro. Do you want to hear it? Let her rip. Here we go. Without God, we can never win. With God, we can never lose. The battle for freedom is the Lord's, but we need to be engaged in the fight. Lieutenant Carlson reporting for duty, sir. Welcome you to the like broadcast, it? my brother. Yes, indeed. A little like different church. Buenos dias. Howdy, howdy, howdy. But hey, it's a good start. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. And Richard Mack says it's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. It's like Mr. Uh, Sheriff. Richard Rogers. Uh, you know, Mr. <laughs> I met Rogers Mr. Rogers yesterday. 
<laughs> just saying. He's All right, honest money, ladies and gentlemen. We talked about it yesterday with Brian Rust, RustCreditGift.com, a little bit. But I want to double down on this topic a little bit with Chris Carlson. Honest money, I'm calling it the root of the restoration solution, sir. Yes, sir. Without honest money, we lose power as the elites gain power. And there's no two ways about that, Sam. It's a truism that people uh, have a good grasp on. So I'm excited to talk about this topic. So why don't you go ahead and introduce that? So here's my logic on the topic, okay? The reason gold and silver was uh, chosen by our founding fathers is historically, biblically, etc. It had a real history of stability, of success, and most importantly, of intrinsic value. And what do I mean by intrinsic value? What I mean is that, A, it takes equal value to have a piece of silver or a piece of gold in your hand um, to get it as it does to trade it. And therefore, its value for honest weights and measures value. Uh, so in order to get a silver eagle, silver dollar, for instance, you got to go find it. You got to go mine it. You got to go mint it. You got to do all these things. And by the time it's in your hand as a silver eagle, silver dollar, um, it represents the work that it took to make happen. Therefore, value for value. Now, I take that silver eagle, silver dollar, and I trade it to Chris to clean my windows. Value for value. He then trades it to the grocery store and buys food. The food guy goes and buys hardware at Ace Hardware somewhere else, and then he pays somebody else to build his house or to uh, give him a massage or be a chiropractor or fix his teeth or whatever he does. We've got value all along that chain, honest money value for value. Now, it's up to the reality of the society to determine what is valuable and what's not when we trade across value for value, but there's no doubt there was value there from the beginning. The problem with the fake dollar fiat currency is you print a dollar for, let's say, two and a half cents, and one of them has two zeros on it that the other one doesn't. So one becomes $100, the other one's a dollar. Says who and where's the value for value? The answer is they've created something for nothing. And that big lie, if you allow that lie to percolate, you will never have an honest society. Let's start there, Chris. Yes, sir. So paper money can be inflated. That's the problem with it. And they do so uh, with reckless abandon. And that's the problem we face. Uh, if we went back 100 years or even 200 years, Sam, and bought a fine Italian suit, it would cost the same amount if we paid for it in gold or silver as it does today. The gold and silver retains its value. It, it doesn't diminish significantly, nor does it increase significantly in value. That way, we know when we save it, 20, 30, 40 years from now, it will have the same value. The dollar bills that we're using, the $20 bills, we cannot say the same thing because we can print those faster than people can say, wait a minute, what's going on around here? Yes, sir. And to prove your point, you know, a silver eagle, silver dollar back in the day uh, and a actual paper dollar had the same value. You could trade one for the other. In fact, back in the day, they locked gold at $35 an ounce, but silver was a dollar for a dollar. That's why it's called a silver dollar, historically, don't you know? Anyway, I digress except to say that now it takes literally $38 to buy one of those Silver Eagle Silver Dollars. So in the, uh, since the 1960s, when they literally replaced the dollar, it's lost 38 times its value. Now compare that to an ounce of gold. We'll do it in seconds with Christopher Carlson on your radio. This is indeed Liberty Roundtable Live.
as a parent, is receiving a faith-based, character-focused education for your children difficult to find? Do you believe that godly principles should be a central component in your child's education? Imagine a school where faith and integrity are at its center, where heritage and responsibility instill character. For over 40 years, American Heritage School has been educating both hearts and minds, bringing out academic excellence. This is the school where character and embracing the providence of a living God are fundamental, where students' national test scores average near the 90th percentile. With American Heritage School's Advanced Distance Education Program, distance is no longer an issue. With an accredited LDS-oriented curriculum from kindergarten through 12th grade, your children can attend from anywhere in the world. American Heritage School will prepare your child for more than a job. It will prepare them for life. To learn more, visit American-Heritage.org. That's American-Heritage.org. As the United States boldly stepped forward in the glorious light provided by its new constitution in 1787, the nations of the earth were in awe of the newfound strength and hope of this free land. Today, the nation stands at a crossroads. A divergence from the original intent put forth in the United States Constitution has brought grave threats to our beloved nation. A miracle is needed if the United States is to survive. That miracle is again the pure application of the United States Constitution. I'm Scott Bradley. In my To Preserve the Nation book and lecture series, I bring forth truths that will help raise up a new generation of statesmen like those noble Americans who founded this land. Vigorous application of these principles will invigorate and restore the nation, and we may become again the freest, most prosperous, most respected, and happiest nation on earth. Visit topreservethenation.com to begin that restoration. All right, back with you live, ladies and gentlemen, Sam Bushman, Christopher Carlson on your radio. We're talking about honest money, and I'm saying honest money is the root of the restoration solution, ladies and gentlemen. You can't have an honest society without honest money. Honesty is the issue. And uh, Christopher Carlson brought up this, uh, what is it, a book called The Money Myth? Okay, no, that was a contagion myth. Yeah, I've read a lot of books on um, our crooked financial system, Uh Probably the major work that I've, I've read is called The Creature from Jekyll Island by G. Edward Griffin. It's kind of like the Bible for people who want to understand uh, the nature of the monetary system under which we now toil. But um, I, I've read a lot of articles. In fact, I wrote one uh, to my brother to kind of uh, outline you know, some of the fraudulent aspects of the, the monetary system. Well, let me give you an example of that fraudulent nature, Sam. So 108 years ago, the Federal Reserve System was established by Congress. It was completely and totally unconstitutional. They did it three days before Christmas so that um, nobody would notice. And ever since, we have given a power to a foreign banking cartel. And I say foreign because most of their, um, their bondholders are actually foreign nationals. They're not even Americans, so they have no loyalty to our country. But it gave them the power to do something that if you and I did, Sam, we would be prosecuted and thrown into jail, which should tell you uh, the fraudulent nature under which these people operate. So, th so right off the bat, I tell people that, and they're like, wait a minute, wh why are these people able to do it and you and I aren't? Isn't, isn't that uh, you know, unequal? You know, shouldn't we be on the same, same par with them? 
But let me read something that Thomas Jefferson said, you know, because the monetary powers existed, you know, back in our founding fathers' day. He said, if the American people ever allow private banks to control the issue of their currency, first by inflation, then by deflation, and that's exactly what we have been experienced since I was born, the banks and corporations that will grow up around them will deprive the people of all property until their children wake up homeless on the continent their fathers conquered. I believe that banking institutions are more dangerous to our liberties than standing armies. The issuing power should be taken from the banks and restored to the people to whom it properly belongs. What do you think about that, Sam? Well, I think the Founding Fathers are spot on. Uh, I think Andrew Jackson, who routed out the bankers and called him a viper and a den of thieves and that kind of stuff, is accurate as well. And I think we can see, since we've jettisoned the money, they've been trying to take us off an honest money system for generations uh, in the early days of the Republic. They got it done in 1913. It's been rearing its ugly head for over 100 years. And you can see the inflationary reality. For example, like I mentioned, just since the 60s, our currency has been debased about 38 times. You can see it from the silver eagle, silver dollar point I made earlier. If you look at gold, it's even much, much worse. So they've literally destroyed our wealth. We used to have an asset-based economy. Again, value for value starts with work. Um, to a debt-based economy, something created for nothing. And most importantly, these evil systems creating something for nothing uh, is a lie. And that dishonest lie then, you know, uh, acts like leaven. In the wrong kind of way and, and grows all kinds of evil throughout our society. We go to war over um, and because of money, for example, most of the wars that we've been in in modern times, we couldn't have been engaged in. We wouldn't have had the money because gold and silver, as the Constitution intends, chains down people, preventing them from mischief. Uh, and so it's important to understand that we as an American people are just in a stupor. Comparing it to an alcoholic, as Ezra Tapp Benson, Secretary of Agriculture, did. Hey, the reality is, hey, we're just taking another drink every time we print money uh, from the economic bottle of false prosperity. And one day we better wake up and call a halt to the con game or it will prove destructive and destroy the society. Every fiat money society uh, literally has destroyed itself. Why do we think we're different? Uh, that would be the summary that I would provide. Because we don't study history, that's why we think we're different, Sam, and we need to start studying history. And you can start by reading The Creature from Jekyll Island. It goes way back to the 1700s with the Rothschild banking family. They, they basically today control Europe, and they're, they're major investors in the Federal Reserve System. So it's these foreign entities that are now controlling the course of our nature, nation because they have an, uh, an unlimited, virtually unlimited supply of money with which they can bribe bureaucrats, they can bribe politicians, they can bribe judges, they can buy up uh, uh, the media, they can buy up the entertainment industry, they can buy up uh, our court systems, they can name me something that they, you can't purchase with money that these people with their money-making machine can purchase. And, and how those institutions now influence society uh, for the elitist's uh, evil ends. All right. Now, there's a newspaper article that was printed that highlights a parable that I think is worth articulating here as well, Chris. Yeah, I think I was the one that referred you to that, didn't I? Yeah, what you're supposed to do is tell the audience about it. I've already read it. Okay, so I'm, I wasn't prepared to go... So I wrote a paper. So my, I, I frequently write um, exposés to my family. 
And back in 1936, an individual, uh, I don't have his name here off the top of my head, but he wrote an article. It's a parable. Yeah, it's kind of like a cartoon. And he basically goes through a hypothetical scenario where there are three men that got stranded on this um, this desert island. And they go about uh, creating a lifestyle for themselves by picking coconuts and fishing for fish and uh, building bamboo huts, just like on the on Gilligan's Island, if you remember that, Sam. And And they're fairly prosperous because... Their wealth is based on their productivity. But then uh, this guy shows up on their island unsuspectedly, and he's a banker. And he has his big chest, and he says, in this chest I have a bunch of gold that I'm going to, to create a currency and back it with this gold. Well, it turns out there was no gold at all in the chest, you know, to fast forward a little bit. But he had convinced these people that there was actually gold in this chest with which he was going to back their new currency so that they could have a, a new, more prosperous and more sophisticated society. And, but he never showed these three men the gold that he claimed to have in the chest that he brought with him. But, okay, so in, in exchange for providing uh, gold and silver backing for their economy, Sam, uh, this gentleman said that he would charge, have to charge them interest. After all, he was providing an indispensable service for these men. Uh, and you can imagine what eventually developed, these men became so indebted to this charlatan who landed on their island um, that they they were working more for him and paying interest to him because he was the one that had the gold and silver than they were for themselves. So they were declining in their prosperity, Sam. And eventually they demanded to see this gold and silver that this man, this charlatan, claimed to have in his chest. And guess what? There was none. Just like in Fort Knox today, Fort Knox has never, since 1936, when it was established, Fort Knox, Sam, has never been audited. We don't even know if there's an ounce of gold in Fort Knox. But yet they use that gold uh, bullion to back our currency and claim that our, our currency is backed by that. Well, they actually, they quit claiming that our currency was backed by gold a long time ago, and they started saying it's backed by the good faith and credit of the American people and the American government. <laughs> and we know how uh, faithful our government has been to us over the last, well, our lifetime. So I'm not sure if that good faith and credit means a whole lot to you and me. But anyway, well, the there's a whole lot demonstrates we can say about. productivity is the key to the exercise here. That's why I say that you got to trade real honest value for real honest value. You can't create something out of nothing. You can't create mm-hmm. only one source. In other words, a um, uh, dictatorial control uh, or a monopoly over money. You've got to allow the free flow of goods and services and money. All money does is say, I'm going to make sure that we have a way to compare value for value honestly. And so the real productivity for an economic exchange or barter is work, is productivity, is effort, is created value. The medium of exchange money is merely a way to honestly relate all services to an understandable value-for-value exchange. That might help folks get it. Yeah, and it's a very simple calculation if you think about it. if, if we were on a barter system, let's say we're on a barter system, and the reason we're not on a barter system is because barter systems have always been very inefficient. You know, if I produce $100 worth of goods and services and I want to trade it for $10 worth of goods and services that you produce, Sam, that's kind of hard to do. You know, you'd have to, to uh, provide 10 times 
your goods and services for what I produce, uh, you know, in one setting. So we, we went to a monastery, and all, all societies have over the, you know, the 6,000 years of human existence gone to a monetary system, which allows whoever it is that prints that money to become the richest and most powerful influences in that society, and that's the problem. And it's axiomatic, Sam, as you pointed out, productivity of goods and services is the real foundation of our wealth. But we've, we've gotten to a point in our minds where we look at pieces of paper or digits in a computer in a balance sheet as the actual Reject value. Reject ladies and gentlemen. Christopher Carlson, our guest. I am Sam Bushman. This is indeed Liberty Roundtable Live. Pursuing Liberty, using the Constitution as our guide. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Lance Pry. At least eight people were dead after a shooting at a FedEx facility near the airport in Indianapolis, Indiana on Thursday night. Police say the shooter took his own life at the scene. Tokyo Olympic chief Seiko Hashimoto said on Friday that Japan was committed to holding a safe games this summer, but a surge in COVID-19 cases prompted an expansion of contagion controls and with new calls for the games to again be postponed or canceled. Japan's top health experts have acknowledged that the COVID-19 pandemic has entered a fourth wave in Japan. It's being reported Nicholas Burns, a career diplomat, is in the final stages of vetting to serve as President Biden's ambassador to China. The U.S. relationship with China will be the most critical and consequential of Biden's presidency. From trade to Taiwan, the stakes are pretty high. Thanks for listening. We are USA Radio News. Newsmax, you like Newsmax. I like it, too. Trump is right. Millions are tuning into Newsmax TV and going to Newsmax.com for real news. Some polls give Joe Biden a high job approval, even 60%. Now Newsmax is asking if you agree with that. Do you really approve of Joe Biden, his policies, and $4 trillion in spending? And do you think President Trump did a better job? Let us know. Vote in the Newsmax poll right now. Just text the word NORTH to 39747. That's NORTH to 39747. It takes just a minute. Let America know who you like better, Biden or Trump. Tens of millions are watching Newsmax TV. Now on all major cable systems, smart TVs, and OTT platforms. And vote now in the Newsmax poll. Just text the word NORTH to 39747. That's NORTH to 39747. Let your voice be heard and watch Newsmax today. Let's get a Johnson & Johnson vaccine update with Tim Berg. The CDC says it needs more time to review the Johnson & Johnson coronavirus vaccine. Agency advisors are pausing J&J vaccinations until they know if the vaccine is to blame for severe blood clots that have been reported in several cases. As far as people that have received the J&J vaccine, Dr. Ann Shuckett is the principal director of the CDC. If you got the vaccine more than three weeks ago and you're feeling fine, you know, you really have an extremely low risk and don't need to be concerned. But if you got it more recently, keep an eye out for a severe headache that doesn't go away, bad stomach pain that doesn't go away, difficulty breathing, which is always a sign to let your doctor know or seek medical attention, and possibly um, swelling and pain in a leg. That audio, courtesy of ABC's Good Morning America from the USA Radio News Phoenix Bureau. I'm Tim Berg. Thanks for listening and TGIF. 
We are USA Radio News. I want to dedicate this song to Mr. Rupert Murdoch. All right, back with you live, ladies and gentlemen. Sam Bushman, Christopher Carlson on your radio discussion of all things liberty. Honest money the root is the root of the restoration solution, ladies and gentlemen. Chris Carlson emailed me a parable or an allegory, if you will, called The Money Myth Exploded. Go search for it on the Internet. Pretty great stuff. The reason that I called it a book at the start is because it has chapters in it. So it is really kind of an article or it sprung from an article. Uh, and it's really an allegory or kind of a parable of, about honest money and about the real value uh, that is called wealth is really derived from prosperity or hard work or effort or etc. Output, if you will. And once that value is created, a medium of exchange called money can be used to fairly trade value for value so that we kind of start to have an understanding. When you buy a, uh, a, you know, a, a gallon of milk, what's it worth? I can say it's not worth nothing, and you can say, wait a minute, it's worth this and that. Well, you can find out based on this supply and demand principle of what it's worth. If everybody's willing to pay you a dollar for milk, it's worth it. Uh, if you raise your price to 25 bucks and everybody quits buying milk, you go, oh, maybe it's a little too high. You make it 5 bucks and everybody starts buying milk, you go, okay, maybe 5 bucks is where it's at. How do I generate an appropriate supply and demand to create a, a balance of equity? Let me write that down, folks. A balance of equity in an honest money system is the key. But when government becomes a monopoly on money, creates fake money value for nothing, then they have literally set themselves up as the lords of the economy. During the Civil War, Abraham Lincoln spoke out about this very thing to make the point, Chris. He certainly did. And here's the quote that Abraham Lincoln is uh, credited with. He said, I have two great enemies, the Southern Army in front of me and the financial institutions in the rear. Of the two, the one in the rear is the greatest enemy. And I would agree with him because money is power. Money is influence. Uh, money gets you places and gets results that you would not otherwise be able to attain through your own individual efforts. And there's a group of people, Sam, we call um, the, the Federal Reserve Board, and then there, there are the, the bondholders of the Federal Reserve System who exercise a greater amount of power than the President of the United States or Congress or the judiciary or anybody else in this country. Because inasmuch as men's, are corrupt, men's hearts are corrupt enough to exchange, uh, to sell their souls for money, uh, people who have an abundance of that money, and that's not you and me, Sam, that's not the voters, and that's not even the, the, the small donors to campaigns. That's the big donors, the people who have access to that stream of money. And those are the people who run our country. And until and unless we, we come to grips with that fact, we will never solve the problems because they will be able to outspend us 100 to 1 every time. And let me give you an I illustration want to make this of very that. Clear. Let me make this very clear. Honest money derives honest results. Dishonest money then allows dishonest results to occur. Chris? Exactly. Exactly. And, and how moral is it, Sam, that one group of people should have the ability to print money uh, to their heart's content and to spend it however they want uh, with whomever they want? And if you and I did the same thing, Sam, we would be prosecuted and called counterfeiters. Yet there's this, uh, this privileged group of individuals, and it's not Black Lives Matter, 
Uh, it's not th these other groups that we're constantly told are being uh, discriminated against. It's a group of people whose names you and I would not even recognize because they lurk in the shadows. They operate in secret. And uh, occasionally, you know, like Ben and um, Janet Yellen, you know, we hear those. But these are just mid-level operators. They're basically taking orders uh, from the elitists over whom uh, – that they that they're under the power of and we never know we we never hear that well we hear sometimes we'll hear about the rothschild family or the rockefellers or the Schiffs, uh or the Sachs or the oppenheimers uh most of those families before but we need to start recognizing that these are the people that control the destiny of nations including our own uh, when we vote for a, a Democrat or Republican, I've never, I haven't voted for a Democrat or Republican for 20 years, Sam, because I know that both of those political parties are controlled. Donald Trump uh, was given $4.5 billion worth of free media coverage. Nobody asked the question, where, why would the media give him that much free coverage? And, you know, why weren't they afraid that he would become president? It's because he's part of that club, too. And we can, that's another discussion for another day. But the fact that he was given that much monetary power in the media tells me that he would be no different than a Barack Obama or a Joe Biden or a Hillary Clinton. And we have the results before us. His presidency, in my estimation, was a failure. And he was promoted by the same bankers that now uh, Joe Biden is being promoted by. All right, ladies and gentlemen, gold and silver is a critical discussion point. And I'm telling you that if we have honest money, we have honesty throughout our society because all the value of exchange that takes place, all the real wealth that is recognized, all the interactions and transactions that take place between people have an honest backing. When you jettison honest money, you jettison honesty in society. Because if I can tell you that $100 is worth $100 and a dollar is worth a dollar, but they're only two different pieces of paper. One has two zeros on it that the other one does not have. Um, and then I tell you that one is worth 100 times more. Where does that value come from? Let's jettison the lies, jettison the fake news, and embrace the reality because the government says so. Well, any government that has the ability to give you everything, including, quote, value for nothing, they also have the power, ladies and gentlemen, to take that away from you. Be aware. Exactly. Be serious. Exactly. Be careful and understand. Now, in Lincoln's quote, I kind of disagree that the uh, South is the enemy in front of him. I disagree with that. I agree with probably more of the Southern view in the war than the Northern view. Um, but nevertheless, both of them were wrong and both of them were right to some degree. Uh, nevertheless, I'm grateful that the United States did indeed stay together. Now, Joe Biden, speaking of war, because what happens is dishonest money and war literally go hand in hand to a great degree. Uh, because they can't fund wars without... <laughs> spending us into oblivion. Uh, otherwise, there's just everybody calls a halt to the war con game eventually. But the reason we have the longest sustained wars in history is because of dishonest money. Like I told you, it lets bureaucrats in secret literally run amok, and they're not chained down to accountability. But now we have a headline from USA Today that says Biden, quote, it's time to end America's longest war, USA Today. Chris, do you want to respond to this lie? Uh, yeah. Uh, wars are very problematic things, especially in democratic republics in which we live. Um, first of all, 
Biden making the announcement that by September 11th of this year, we will have withdrawn from the country of Afghanistan is a lie. It will not happen. You and I both know that. Uh, President Bush said that. President Obama said that. President Trump said that. And every time that those presidents said that, I knew that they weren't telling the truth. This is just to, to garner false hope in the hearts of the American people. And we're clinging to this hope that somehow, sometime, our national leaders will actually do what they say. Sometimes they do in some form or fashion, but in this case, we will not withdraw. And there's a couple of reasons. The military, congressional, media, industrial complex, Sam, has too much of a vested interest in foreign wars of aggression. The military-industrial complex, as you know, is part of that Federal Reserve System that is making massive amounts of profit on war. And they always have. War is one of the most profitable industries in the world. And as long as a, a very small group of elitists are making a massive amount of money from wars, they will not end. Second so of all, it promotes tremendous wealth for those who have control, who have money, who provide the military war capabilities, who fund both sides of war when you dig into the money trail. The rest of us, it grinds the face of the poor and creates murder and mayhem across the country. Exactly. And they don't care who wins, ultimately, because they are not loyal to either side. The people who control the Federal Reserve System, Sam, they're not loyal to America. They print our money. But they're, they're only loyal to the degree that they want to make sure that they get their interest payments. We'll never pay off the principal, but they want to make sure they get their interest payments because that weakens us and strengthens them. But in the case of war, they want to keep wars going forever. They extended World War II, believe it or not. And that's another topic for another day. But this war in Afghanistan, they have to keep going because there are multinational corporations that are making killings off war. And here's the reason. When you engage in war... For, um, Sam, your rationality goes out the window. When I see, when I say your rationality, I mean the American people's rationality. It's re, uh, devote whatever um, number of resources to this cause that we can. We have to win. Doesn't matter if we go trillions of dollars into debt. It's an emotional thing that drives us into war. They can fleece us a lot easier for a lot more money when we're under that paradigm. And that's what war does to us. It makes us desperate. It makes us emotional. It makes us patriotic. And under those conditions, they can fleece us for a lot more. Uh, second of all, we've got uh, the world's greatest poppy production now in Afghanistan. So the international drug trade depends upon poppy production, which is now being protected by American troops. I think you've probably heard that before, haven't you? Amen to that, ladies and gentlemen. When we come back, I'll tie this war mentality a little bit. Joe Biden is lying when he says he's going to get out of this war. Even if he does bring the troops home to save face, another war will bust out soon. They can't not be in a war. I'll explain why in seconds. Okay, girls, about finished with your lesson on money. Daddy, what is a buy-sell spread for gold coins? Well, when you sell a gold coin to a coin shop that's worth, say, $1,200, you don't actually get $1,200. But don't worry, we're members of UPMA now, so we don't have to worry about that. Daddy, what if somebody steals our gold? We don't have any gold at the house. It's stored safely in the UPMA vault, securely and insured. But the S&P 500 outperformed gold. Daddy, gold is a bad investment. Some people do think of it that way, but actually, gold is money. 
And as members of the United Precious Metals Association, we can use our gold at any store, just like a credit card. Or I can ask them to drop it right into Mommy and Daddy's bank account, because we're a UPMA member family. Find out more at upma.org. That's upma.org. Why don't we say to the government writ large that they have to spend a little bit less? Anybody ever had less money this year than you had last? Anybody better have a 1% pay cut? You deal with it. That's what government needs, a 1% pay cut. If you take a 1% pay cut across the board, you have more than enough money to actually pay for the disaster relief. But nobody's going to do that because they're fiscally irresponsible. Who are they? Republicans. Who are they? Democrats. Who are they? Virtually the whole body is careless and reckless with your money. So the money will not be offset by cuts anywhere. The money will be added to the debt, and there will be a day of reckoning. What's the day of reckoning? The day of reckoning may well be the collapse of the stock market. The day of reckoning may be the collapse of the dollar. When it comes, I can't tell you exactly, but I can tell you it has happened repeatedly in history when countries ruin their currency. All right, Sam Bushman and Chris Carlson on your radio, ladies and gentlemen, discussing all things liberty. Honesty is the issue. Honest money is the root of the restoration solution, ladies and gentlemen. But let me explain why money is so evil and why it's impossible for us to solve the debt problem. I know some people believe that you can, but I'm telling you, you can't, and I'll prove it to you. Ready? Let's say there's only one source for money. It's a monopoly. That's the key to the reason we can't get out of debt. There's only one source of money. And it is the Federal Reserve uh, International Banking Cartel, backed by Jewish interests and others. Uh, You can say that I'm anti-Semitic. Go ahead. Say what you want. Just follow the money trail, and you'll prove that I know what I'm talking about. Anyway, to make a long story short, the bankers are in charge, and they're the only source for money in the United States. So let's start out this con game. You ready? They lend us a dollar. So now collectively, the American people have one dollar, and they charge interest. So let's just say that interest is 3%. So now you uh, owe $1 and 3 right? And the longer you keep that dollar out, the more the interest goes. So eventually it'll be $1.4, $1.5, $1.10, $1.20. All right, fine, whatever, $1 plus something. All right, now, how can you pay that back? You've only got $1 in existence, and there's only one place you can get more dollars. If I borrow a second dollar, now I owe $2.06 and growing, Right? How can I pay off that first dollar? And the answer is if there's one source for money, it is impossible. Let me say that again. It is impossible. Let me say it one more time for clarity. It is impossible to pay that dollar back. Because even if you give the dollar back, let's say you put it under your mattress and you were holding it, where are you going to get the three cents to finish off your debt? You'll still owe three cents. And then that three cents will compound interest. Now, I know that's a simple example. And the economists will go, well, you don't have a degree, Sam. It's not that simple. Yeah, explain it to me, smarts. You go ahead and explain it to me. There's one source for money, and they gave me a dollar, and now they want more than a dollar back. Where am I going to be able to pay that back? It's a mathematical conundrum, to say the least. The reason that I bring this up, as I do, when Chris is talking about war, is because that's why they have war. Because then what they do is they take our minds off of the money con, and they literally put it on, well, you got to have defense and safety. Why don't you trade your liberty for more security, more debt? But eventually the con game is going to end. And so Biden says it's time to end 
America's longest war, he will not end war. He might get us out of one skirmish only to put us into another. But they cannot jettison war or eventually inflation and deflation will eventually um, manipulate the system as they create booms and busts and, and, and raise interest rates and create quantitative easing and go into a lot of complicated principles. At the end of the day, they've got to manipulate this and continue to grow that fake money economy or else the con game will end. And every nation that's tried it has literally had the con game destroy their entire, I say entire society. Now, put the threat in place. Intel agencies are now calling China an unparalleled threat to the United States. U.S. intelligence officials Wednesday cast China as an unparalleled security threat, warning of Beijing's increasing efforts to suppress its regional adversaries, expand its military might. Their goal is to race to create technological superiority. And so for the first time in more than two years, top U.S. intelligence officials appeared before lawmakers to outline a daunting global threat landscape that included fallout from the deadly coronavirus pandemic. They talk about Russia's campaign to undermine U.S. influence. But during a hearing before the Senate Intelligence Committee, there appeared to be no dispute that China represented the most serious risk to the United States. However, we call that our most favored nation trading partner, don't we? So the bottom line is their fraud is being exposed by this reality of honest money. And on one hand, and war on the other hand, the two are parallels to keep a society distracted, always willing to trade their liberty for security. The problem is the founding fathers warned us we'll wind up with neither, Christopher. Nor do we deserve either, Sam. And that's the thing about that. Um, as far as China and war, uh, it is inevitable. Uh, they're megalomaniac. They're megalomaniacal. But can we go back to foreign wars of aggression? I mean, if China attacks us, we have justification to attack back. I agree with that. That is a just war. But these unjust wars that we're fighting for Israel in the Middle East, can I read something that I wrote that I think is extremely profound, and it affects each and every American that votes today? Can I read that really quick? Please. It's actually about two paragraphs. So we're going back to foreign wars of aggression. We're not talking about wars... Of defense. Those wars are justifiable, but if we're not aligned with God and his laws, it doesn't matter whether, whether or not they're justifiable or not, Sam. We're going to lose either way. But as far as foreign wars of aggression, like the one that we're fighting in Afghanistan, the one that we're fighting in Iraq, and now increasingly in Syria, I would like to say something about that. The problem with uh, these senseless wars of aggression is that somebody will have to account for the deaths of those innocent people. It's called blood atonement, okay? Think about blood atonement, Sam, for a minute. Jesus died to atone for the sins of those who repent. But in the case of murder, which we're doing in the Middle East right now with our foreign wars of aggression, it's nothing short of murder. What we're doing, especially to the non-combatants, no repentance can be found in this life. Also, the life of the murderer is required in order for the people to be released from the guilt of the murderer. And were we to, and this is a quote from Alma uh, chapter 1, verse 13, and were we to spare the, his blood would come upon us for vengeance. In other words, the life of the murderer is required in order for the people to escape divine judgment. In a democracy, and I'm about to read this word for word, in a democracy, Sam, 
Everybody participates in decisions to go to war because we vote for those leaders. Unless we don't vote for people, whether it be Republican or Democrat, who either commit us to war or continue those wars, we have a stake in that decision-making process. Okay, let me read. In a democratic republic where the people have power through their elected leaders, both the leaders and the people who elect them are held accountable for those decisions of the nation. Uh, and then I go on to say, basically, even though, you know, we may not be judged for murder, because, even though, but, but because we participate in that process, we're like the getaway car driver of a bank robber. We're still partially culpable for that decision and facilitating our leaders in making that decision. And there will be accountability on the part of the people. So that's all I wanted to say about that. It's important to understand, ladies and gentlemen, that if we continue to have war, our leaders are supposed to, uh, according to their oath of office, protect us from enemies, foreign and domestic. And uh, it's hard to say when you have a banker uh, uh, backed by the Federal Reserve Cartel, whether it's a foreign enemy or a domestic enemy, because it's really both, right? They domestically have banks all over the place. Uh, domestic individuals are running those banks, but yet foreign powers and foreign controls are set by the banking Jewish banking cartel. Now you can say, Sam, why are you attacking the Jews? Because most of them are Jewish. They own the media. They own the banks. Uh, you can say what you want, but look, when they murdered Christ, it's been uh, a battle ever since. Now, I'm not here to attack your neighbor that's a Jewish person, but I am here to tell you that there are Jewish uh, folks in leadership around the world whose names you don't know who have been very influential and evil in the creating of this fiat banking system that's dishonest as the day is long. Uh, I digress, except to say we need to understand it by following the money trail. The point that I'm getting at, though, is these people uh, are enemies foreign and domestic. And if our, our presidents don't protect us and our leaders don't protect us from those enemies, then they're violating their oaths of office. Well, that allows then the perpetuations of uh, unending wars. We've had the longest war that now Biden says we're going to get out of in American history. That's funded by fake money. If you were to go back to an honest currency, to honest weights and measures, as the Bible puts it, to real money, an asset-based currency, you would stop the wars because there wouldn't be enough to fund their shenanigans. All right, that's important to understand. But now intel agencies, meaning technological agencies, people who have expertise in cyber warfare and everything else, they call China an unparalleled threat to the United States. In a hearing before the Senate Intelligence Committee folks, there appeared to be no dispute that China represents the greatest threat. They're using cyber warfare to gain control over us. Now they're our most favored nation trading partner, don't you know, as well. Well, as these shenanigans continue, folks, I want to be kind of very clear about this. Uh, society will start to fail. Okay? And that's what's starting to happen now. When will it be that Americans decide that they will not tolerate it? And if they don't have peaceful means for solutions because the courts are so corrupt, because their leaders are part of the swamp and so corrupt, eventually where will they turn? And sadly, I don't want this, but I'm telling you that this is coming if we don't do something as Americans quickly. Um, society's going to start to break down. Okay, now you're starting to have states that say if you want to cross into our state, you're going to have to have a COVID vaccine license or whatever you want to call it, COVID vaccine passport or whatever term they derive. Literally, the Pentagon, through the Department of Defense right now, has literally created a chip that installs under your skin that'll tell you if you have the coronavirus or not. It constantly monitors your blood. Did you know about that chip from your Pentagon? 
I bet you didn't. So all things are pointing to this eventual meltdown of society. And I pray that it doesn't happen, but predict that it will, Chris, because there's no other way for them to deal with this uh, that I can tell. Yeah, well, I mean, eventually, even you and I will be tempted to get the vaccine. And uh, if we do so, we will be severely compromised. And if we don't, we will be severely compromised. Either way, we're, you know, we have to make this stand. But let's go back to China. So China has historically been a non-Christian nation. And we, as Americans, we feel that we can uh, defeat any foe. China's open for business now. I don't know if you know that, Sam. Uh, as far as they're concerned, the coronavirus has passed. Um, we're making more and more, you know, our leadership, I, I, I would be more specific, is making more and more excuses why we need to have lockdowns, why we need to mask up, why we need to social distance, and especially this vaccine. That's what it's all being driven towards, this vaccine. And as we, and we talked about this last week, we don't know where this is going to lead to, but China's open for business. They pretty much... Um, gotten over the, the coronavirus. Uh, but they've traditionally been a non-Christian nation, and we've traditionally been a Christian nation. And if we don't uh, reverse course, and if we turn, we need to turn to God, Sam, because more and more we are forsaking his laws. We are turning our backs on him and the principles that he gave us that are embodied in the Constitution of the United States of America. And when we turn our backs on that document, it is akin to turning our backs on God because those are liberty-preserving, freedom-preserving, prosperity-preserving principles. And as we do so, we will no longer be protected by God's divine hand. And we will most, um, I believe, most assuredly, either engage in war with China or Russia. I don't know which of the two, maybe both. Uh, let me read a quote by Joel Skousen. Uh, in connection with uh, these recent rumblings about war with China. He says, I think there is a high probability that Russia and China will both succeed at taking eastern Ukraine and Taiwan, and the U.S. will protest loudly but allow them to get away with it. And he goes on to say, World War III is not uh, yet going to be initiated. That will probably happen as a result of uh, North Korea launching a missile at either America or one of its allies. Anyway, uh, you, should I give you the last word or do you want me to take the last word on this one, Sam? You got it, buddy. Go. You better be quick, though. Okay. <clears throat> Without God, we can never win. With God, we can never lose. The battle for freedom is the Lord's, but we need to be engaged in the fight. Lieutenant Carlson and liberty-loving Americans Continue our dirty duty, sir. God save the Republic of the United States of America. the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West. West. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. Show. All right. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman live on your radio. Hard-hitting news that was refused to use, no doubt, continues now. This is the broadcast for Friday, April the 16th in the year of our Lord, 2021. 
Our goal to protect life, liberty, and property and to promote God, family, and country in the traditions of our founders using the supreme law that I am, the Constitution. That is the answer, folks. Applying correct principles will restore us to the greatness America was known for in yesteryear times. We can do it again, folks, by turning to God Almighty. He promises us that he will heal our land and protect us. What more could you ask from a loving author of your liberty, huh? All right, welcome to the broadcast. Hope you're all doing fantastic. The good doctor in the house, Dr. Scott Bradley, his lifelong goal to preserve the nation. Thus, his collegiate series, book series, and a whole lot more to preserve the nation. Available now at freedomsrisingsun.com. And if you want to learn more about what he's doing weekly, he's got weekly webinars, Q&As on the Constitution, well over a 1,000 videos. Uh, go to freedomsrisingsun.com. Collegiate information for your homeschooling groups, education for everyone, and best of all, you're going to see Dr. Scott Bradley on video. How's that? This is only radio, but you're still welcome to the broadcast, sir. Well, thank you very much. I'm not so sure it's an improvement to be able to see my face. I mean, I've heard in the past there are some people that are so ugly that they should only be on radio. So I don't know. I don't know if that applies. Yeah, okay. Well, whatever. But uh, we didn't need to get off on that tangent. That's for sure. I'll tell you the tangent we do need to get off on, ladies and gentlemen. There's a couple of headlines, a couple of really important things I want to talk to Dr. Scott Bradley about. We've discussed forced vaccinations for some time on the prod, on the broadcast uh, over the last several weeks. And we've talked about this passport they're trying to mandate. We've talked about how it will eventually divide the states and eventually possibly even cause a civil war. Uh, that, along with uh, government being so corrupt, the courts, there's no redress of grievance anymore. They're violating all five guarantees in the first amendment and more they're literally starting to come and try to take the guns uh when they do that folks are going to really and it, it, i'm telling you the, the wheels are falling off as dr scott bradley likes to kind of articulate it to be uh, and we can turn to god and stop it but that is the only way anyway i digress except to say now they've got another kind of issue out they've had to halt the johnson and johnson vaccine but they're lying about this halt and let me explain how i know they're lying dr bradley to see what you think about this they say that it's a temporary halt because the vaccines, in rare cases, cause blood clots. First off, they don't know how rare the cases are because they said at first, well, it's so rare, we'll just ignore it and release it anyway. And then they got caught and saying, well, it's worse than we thought. We better put it on hold. But they claim it's a temporary hold. But here's what my logic is. And I'm only a news guy, so you know, I'm not very intelligent. You're the doctor. You can kind of add to this. But if they say it's a temporary hold... How do they know that if they haven't conducted the investigation yet? If the investigation comes back fine, it might be a temporary hold. But either they know the outcome of the investigation so they can say it's temporary, or they've engineered the outcome of the investigation to say we're just going to run through this to make everybody happy, but we don't really care. Or they're lying to say that it's temporary. What if they do their research and it comes back way worse and they say this isn't safe to put back on the market? It wouldn't be temporary. It would be permanent, right? So how do they talk outside of both sides of their mouth saying, hey, um, you know, this is temporarily on hold so we can investigate. They can't make a claim like that. That's dishonest by very logical nature, sir. Do you want to respond there I, first? <laughs> well, you're you're assuming some level of logic, reason, and intelligence in the whole process we're going through here. Every single step of the way, it's been a lie. It's been a deception. It's been dis disingenuous at the very least. And and we are being absolutely smeared all over the board. Put two masks on, put no masks on, put one mask on, no masks work. I mean, blah, blah, blah. I mean, everything that has happened from the very beginning of this, no time in any 
pointed history of healthy people been locked down, and nobody has completely destroyed uh, uh, the world's economy for a cold that comes around regularly, a cold that has destroyed all other sicknesses that are out there because there's no deaths for any other reason out there. But yes, your logic, your logic is is uh, is worthy of reason, and and I always say. Uh, distrust until verified, but but what you're saying is absolutely true. They are because look, what basic- if it comes back really bad? That it's way worse than they said. Are they just going to still put it back on the market? Is it still temporary, or will they have to say, wait a minute, whoa, whoa, we can't release this anymore? What what are they going to do? And I submit to you, they've already proven to you that they they're not even going to do a genuine investigation. They've already engineered no. the outcome. They absolutely have, and in fact, I believe the outcome was was understood long ago. In fact, maybe some years ago as to how they would approach this thing. And, I mean, call me a skeptic, call me a conspiracy theorist, uh, call me a truth seeker. Because I really, truly believe that with a full analysis of these things, we're going to find that um, that none of it adds up. We, I, I just listened a few minutes ago to something I, our governor said yesterday about how many, I mean, we got one, our population in our state's probably a little over 3 million. We've got 1.8 million uh, vaccines that have been administered, and there's some number of people that have tested positive and therefore pre- presumably have some level, which they're saying is probably not going to last very long. What a pack of lies! The naturally obtained um, immunity that happens when one is exposed to to something in the environment is has historically proven to be much more valid and long-lasting than anything that they've ever come up with in any so-called vaccine. But he's saying, oh, we're going to reach herd immunity. But so why are we saying everybody's got to get a passport? So why are we saying you're going to have to be able to um, verify vaccinations before you can go back to regular life? It's Every single thing about this is inconsistent. I'm going to tell you why. Well, I would love to know, but I'm afraid that All it's right. just because they're a pack of liars. Well, that's all true, but here's the, the details <laughs> uh, of the pack of lies that we're talking about here. So listen carefully. Pfizer CEO, third dose of COVID-19 likely needed within 12 months. So they first told you that you had to have two of them. Now they're saying you got to have a third dose within 12 months. And Albert Burla, that's the CEO of Pfizer, says that it's also possible that people will need to get vaccinated every year to protect themselves against the virus. So the reason that they need you to get a passport, dude, is because, or doctor, I'm sorry, if they don't do that, how can they know that you're annually spending money on your vaccines? How can they know that you've got the annual RNA manipulation that eventually the vaccines will morph to? The vaccines that you get 12 months later will not be the same as the one you got when the first two. Uh, so the third one will be different. Then over time, they will continue to improve the vaccines, what they say. But what they'll start to do is engineer this manipulation of your RNA or part of your DNA, if you will. Um, and who knows where it can go in terms of the genetic modifications to your body that this dishonest so-called science uh, will eventually deliver and produce. You combine that with a chip. I don't know if you know, but the Department of Defense uh, is now releasing a chip that will uh, uh, inject under your skin 
uh, and that will um, de- constantly monitor your blood and determine if you have the COVID virus. They can tell you, you know what, you're, you're sick, you have the COVID, before you even have symptoms. This is part of the Department of Defense. They just released the COVID chip. I don't know if you know that, and it'll be available in 2021. So you put that chip in, uh, you have that monitoring happening, and then you have that vaccine passport that'll be tied to it, and they can literally engineer your body going forward, sir. That's where they want to go. And if you don't have um, a passport or some way to document that you're on board or not, then um, how can they manipulate the population? So this is a way that they can ensure that they can continue to manipulate your RNA and DNA uh, and manipulate eventually who knows what, your thoughts, your actions, your beliefs, your illnesses, your immunities, your Sickness levels, your what other sicknesses will eventually that chip be able to detect by monitoring your blood, etc. I mean, we go down the road to where literally they want to control your health. And they want to use that then to morph us into a tyranny. And without that passport, sir, they can't get it done. Well, you know, we were about up to the break, it looks to me like, but there's several different things that probably ought to be considered in regards to this. Even if you, if I mean, all these people out there that say, oh, no way, there's no way they're going to monitor anything. There's no way there can be any transmission of intelligence out of this thing that you're getting in your body, and they go on and on and on. But at the very, 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 very least, it's a multi-billion dollar gift that keeps on giving to the, to the uh, pharma companies. And, and basically, there and, and all. I mean, I've seen and read all of these reports you're talking about. And yes, the DARPA approach to this thing with the chips and all this. By the way, they started something like that back when I was in the service, uh, fifty plus years ago, and it didn't work out very good. A lot of special operations uh, uh, individuals were were injected with things that ended up going upside down and backwards. It didn't work right. But but so they've been working along. And, these and hold on, it won't lines. this time either, sir. No, 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 it won't. You're right. Absolutely. But but the fact of the matter is that they have been working along these lines for, for many years. And, and we could talk about, if nothing else, it's a bazillion-dollar gold mine for these pharma companies to continue to milk this thing. And that's one of the reasons it's not going away. But the other side of it, the tyranny thing, the control thing, I believe is absolutely correct, too. But but let's look uh, let's look at something that most people should be familiar with, and that's the annual or you know the the seasonal vaccine that they give out, so-called vaccine, for the seasonal flu. What they do is they look at previous variants, particularly the previous year, and they can't predict which variant is going to be there. They put a concoction together and they eject everybody. Last year's seasonal flu injections had a success ratio of 13 percent. That's what they they tagged it at. But I would submit to you that it's probably more than 13%, not in favor of the vaccines, but in favor of natural immunity. I believe most people have immunity much higher than 13%. So we can come back to this, I'm sure, when all the music and the, and the uh, other issues are closed. I am Sam Bushman. This is indeed Dr. Scott Bradley with me, ladies and gentlemen. The websites to keep an eye on, freedomsrisingsun.com and lovingliberty.net. You know where the solution can be found, Mr. President? In churches, in wedding chapels, in maternity wards across the country and around the world. More babies will mean forward-looking adults, the sort we need to tackle long-term, large-scale problems. American babies in particular 
are likely going to be wealthier, better educated, and more conservation-minded than children raised in still industrializing countries. As economist Tyler Cowen recently wrote, quote, by having more children, you're making your nation more populous, thus boosting its capacity to solve climate change. The planet does not need for us to think globally and act locally so much as it needs us to think family and act personally. The solution to so many of our problems, at all times and in all places, is to fall in love, get married, and have some kids. Have we realized the assault against our lives, our liberties, our faith? To defeat this assault, Christians and all people of goodwill should have strategies to prevail in our faith and principles, which are simple. No need for a complex formula. One goal, one aim. A strategy like the heroic Christians of the past. We win, they lose. Nothing less. Big Q, Little Q. The Calm Before the Storm by a friend of Megagoria. The strategy of heaven revealed. Big Q, Little Q. The Calm Before the Storm, available on Amazon.com or by calling Caritas in the U.S. at 205-672-2000. All right, back with you live, ladies and gentlemen. Dr. Bradley on a roll. So, yeah, this tyranny thing is real, folks. It's not a joke. And they're literally pushing. And eventually, you know what? They'll eventually find a way to mix the flu and the cocoa vaccine together and say, don't worry, we got a one-size-fits-all yearly vaccine for you. It'll be wicked expensive. And then they'll back it with, you better have it if you want to participate in normal society, doctor. Well, yeah. And, and here's the issue, as I was saying before the break. We... What we have with our, our seasonal flu vaccination that they push, 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 that really don't work. If you have a 13% success ratio, is what they've tagged it at for, for the seasonal flu that they just gave, I would submit to you that the natural immunity that individuals have probably exceeds 13% across the board. And to, to tell you the truth, um, the last uh, vaccine, so-called, that I got I got sucker punched back in Gerald Ford's day in 1976. My and my f- family did. And uh, we said, never again. Not once, not ever, will we ever cross that bridge again. More people died from the vaccine than died from what they were vaccinating against. It was a complete blown-out-of-the-water uh, facade. 48 million Americans were vaccinated. And there was no value done from it. It was just a complete blowout. Well, since then... We don't get the flu. We have lo- lived through our lives with this, this thing called our God-given immune systems. And God has said, okay, I put, you in a, I put you in a system. This system is as big as the universe, but each system is fitly formed together. Each system works together, and each of us as individuals is designed to work within that system. And using natural immunity and uh, the way the God designed everything to work, it just seems to work out great. Now, what they're doing, though, is they've, they've uh, ramped up 
um, since that time, these uh, required vaccines, these uh, this vaccine schedule, and uh, it's a child from the time of birth until they're 18 years old now is getting about 72 injections. And, and with that comes all sorts of downsides. I mean, we have an incredible increase in autism. We have an incredible increase in SIDS, sudden infant death syndrome. We have autoimmune uh, diseases that are going whacked out. We have, and, and I, I don't know if you can attribute them all to this, but I think that you got to look at it and say, is it contributory? And so what we have since we've gone wacko and that 1986 law that Reagan signed that the Congress passed that gives immunity to pharma companies, they can do whatever they want and they can they can run these things out and they're saying, oh, we're getting rid of all disease, but no, what has happened in actuality is we have a whole bunch of follow-on things that they make follow-on drugs for, uh, that I mean, like diabetics drugs and, and treatments, that they continue to market. And, and I personally know people that, that after a vaccine, they got diabetes almost instantly. And, and it's so strange that everything is synergistic in favor of the pharma companies. And, and all everybody says is, oh, there's no proof, there's no proof. And by the way, I don't know if you saw, Sam, um, a, a day or two ago, they just came out with an article about SADS, Sudden Adult Syndrome Death, you know. Or, uh, and, and I coined the term some months ago saying that as soon as we got the vaccine, this is what we're going to start recognizing, just like SIDS, the Infant uh, Death Syndrome. Uh, that have followed with the vaccines. I coined the term. I've been using it in conversations for months now. I just saw an article yesterday. They claim a woman in, in 2019 died, just an adult woman. She woke up dead one day, a, a normally healthy woman. And so here's the deal. They're saying, see, see, this was out there. This was out there. I would predict that you're going to see a lot of unexplainable uh, new incidences of that thing, and they're going to say, well, it existed before the vaccines. You can't say that it's related to the vaccine. All of these things, I'm, I guess I'm going to say that one thing the vaccine's done is it is, has brought on an immense wave of coincidence. Uh, you're going to see that everything now is a coincidence. It has nothing whatsoever to do with the vaccine. You get a, a healthy, strong, vigorous individual, gets the vaccine, and two days later is dead or two weeks later is dead. Totally unexplainable. Well, it's, you know, correlation does not uh, indicate causation, and, and there's no proof. And, and, and it's like they, they brush everything off to, to coincidence. But I would predict that we are going to see a massive increase in SADS, this sudden adult death syndrome, that uh, that will start to come upon us, and they'll say, "Well, yeah, but you know what? It was always here." You know, I mean, just because now we're we're seeing a ten thousand fold increase, or whatever it turns out to be, I don't know what the number will be, but the fact of the matter is, it'll be coincidence, total coincidence, and so that's one thing the vaccine, so called, has brought to the marketplace, is a huge influx of coincidence in unexplained health issues. And so, but, but you're right. I, I, you know, if nothing else, we're going to see a huge pharmacy profit margin increase. But I would predict that some of these other things that are happening along the way that are deleterious to, the, to everyone's health are going to expand dramatically too. And, and the tyranny thing, it ain't stopping. They're on a roll, baby. And, and so, yeah, th this thing's uh, not going away. It's just something we've got to push back on and say, 
not on my watch. Well, and the real issue in my mind here, we need to be very clear about this. They want to force us to take the vaccines. I don't want to force anybody to take any vaccine. But I'm also fine, by the way, if somebody wants to take the vaccine. Okay, if they feel like they want to take it, let them. What I'm calling for is uh, the ability to use our agency as we choose. So no forced, no passport, no mandate, no et cetera. Uh, so we can use our agency. But then I'm also calling for transparency in information. Okay, for example, calling this a vaccine is a lie. Blatantly saying we've changed the term vaccine uh, to uh, account for this experimental RNA manipulating uh, modification. Uh, okay, fine. But to say it's a vaccine and not articulate that you've literally had to change the definition to call it a vaccine is the disingenuous part. To say that this is safe and effective, even though you've skipped all kinds of governmental regulatory realities, not that I'm defending government regulatory reality in the first place, but you act like it's safe and effective and how dare I claim that it's not, but yet you've circumvented all the normal protections in place. And then you roll this out knowing that it causes blood clots, but saying it's so little... um, in rarity or whatever you want to say, so rare that it doesn't matter. And then you come back and say, well, we've had to halt this temporarily. You don't know if it's temporary. If you do an honest investigation, what if it's way worse than you thought? Or there's another side effect that comes up you didn't realize. Or so then it wouldn't be temporary. You'd say, well, we better not put this on the market if you're honest. Well, they're not going to do that if they're claiming it's temporary, 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 because then they'll have to come back and say we lied. Well, so they're caught in a trap here. They will roll out the vaccines. They will do everything they can to make sure that you don't know about the negative side effects, the repercussions, the sickness, the illness, the unexplained um, illnesses, and then eventually the deaths. They will do everything they can to keep that out of the mind's eye of the public while they manipulate the truth on these things. And so I'm calling for choice, and I'm calling for transparency. Now, let's make it very clear. They also say this. They're not sure if everyone out there is distinguishing between the two kinds of vaccines, there's the mRNA vaccines from Pfizer, BioNTech, and Moderna, and the adenomous vaccines from J&J and AstraZeneca. Now, here's the point. The mainstream press says that, okay? They're not sure if that everyone understands the difference. But the difference is negligible. It's in the way that they work and they respond. But every one of them is not a vaccine in the traditional sense. Let's be honest about that for starters, doctor. Well, that that's absolutely the uh, that's absolutely the case. Where uh, um, again, you, you point out, in, in, you know, an absolute truth that it is not a vaccine. It does not qualify as something that grants immunity or prevents spread. It's not coming out through a, the normal approval process. It's an emergency use authorization. It is an experimental drug. Every one of us that takes it is part of a, a, a huge experiment on humanity that's never been done before. And, and we, we as the people are, are being basically manipulated in this thing. And, and even, even, I guess I shouldn't say even, I would expect this from Joe Biden's press officer. But, but she has said, oh, yeah, this vaccine. And she calls it, you know, all of these things that it, we know absolutely it is not. There is not informed consent being given. I mean, the people I've talked to have not had for informed consent that have received the vaccine. And the people that have had dangerous side effects that I personally know that I've had interaction with and, and severe dangerous side effects have not reported them 
to the, the VAR system, this uh, adverse reaction system that we use. So we know that it's very underreported. So everything is, they just tell whatever story they think will get the job done today. You know, they get caught with their hand in the cookie jar, then they lie and temporarily put a suspense. Then they're going to come back and take the investigation, show that it was just fine, put them back on the market. They already told you they would because it's temporary suspension. Right? Your daily Liberty Newswire. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Lance Pride. A gunman opened fire at a FedEx warehouse facility in Indianapolis, Indiana, late Thursday night, killing at least eight people and wounding multiple others. The location is near the airport, and the suspect took his own life, is all we know at this time. Kim Potter, the former Brooklyn Center police officer charged with second-degree manslaughter in the fatal shooting of Dante Wright, made her first court appearance Thursday. Potter appeared remotely with her defense attorney, Earl Gray. During the hearing, Potter was told she is not allowed to possess, use, or transport firearms, ammunition, or explosives. She is next expected to appear in person 1.30 p.m. local time, May 17th. Senator Ted Cruz, Republican from Texas, said on Thursday that he will no longer be wearing a mask at the Capitol since he is fully vaccinated. At this point, I've been vaccinated. Everyone working in the Senate has been vaccinated. CDC has said in small groups, particularly with people who are vaccinated, do not need to wear a mask. End quote. USA Radio News. Maybe you've heard about MediShare and you know what it is. It's the affordable alternative to health insurance. But you've wondered, can I really save a significant amount of money on my monthly health care bills? And the answer is an emphatic, yes, you can. You can save a lot of money, whether it's just for you or for an entire family. MediShare has an option for you. In fact, the typical family saves $500 a month switching to MediShare. And it really is the gold standard when it comes to healthcare sharing. You get free telehealth services. You get a huge network of doctors. You get great customer support. And you get the sense of security that comes from being a part of 400,000 people who share not just each other's medical bills, but purpose, too. MediShare is a community of Christians who pull together and pray for each other, which is very refreshing right now. If you want more info, it's so simple. You can get a price within two minutes. Call 833-34-BIBLE. That's 833-34-BIBLE. 833-34-BIBLE. A new hate bill in the Senate gets bipartisan approval. Tim Berg from the Phoenix USA Radio News Bureau reports. Senate Majority Leader from New York Chuck Schumer says the Senate is cruising toward passage of a new hate crime bill that focuses on Asian Americans. I was pleased the vote was so substantial, 92 to 6. Rarely do you see 92 senators agree to move forward with any piece of legislation. Schumer speaking on the Senate floor Thursday, calling the bill a good example of bipartisan cooperation. The latest example of anti Asian hate crime was a Black Lives Matter activist from Seattle has been arrested. Chris Hammer, who is black, was charged with allegedly attacking three Asian American women in two separate incidents back in March. The Pentagon has confirmed that the 18-second video of three UFOs hovering over the USS Russell in July of 2019 is authentic. At one point, the UFOs matched the speed and bearing of one destroyer for 90 minutes off the coast of San Diego, according to the ship's logs. USA Radio News. Ladies and gentlemen, back with you live, Dr. Scott Bradley with me to preserve the nation, his goal, 
freedomsrisingsun.com, the website to learn more and get involved in a big, heroic way to preserve the greatest country on the face of the earth. I am Sam Bushman, and we're talking about these vaccine lies they're telling us. And really, I'm pushing for transparency and honesty uh, in the real data. And what they're doing is they're hiding information from the public because they know. They know, ladies and gentlemen, that if you and I were to hear the real likelihood of trouble for the vaccines, whether it be injury or death, we wouldn't take it. They know that. And so they're literally creating laws. The Vaccine Injury Compensation Fund that has already spent four plus billion dollars on when vaccines go wrong. Um, for starters, they know that if we know the truth, they, we won't take the vaccines. And that's what they're afraid of. They want us to take the vaccines. It's a cash cow. And it really relates to extreme control over us when they can literally uh, do this. And that's why they're continuing to expand the term vaccinations and what it means. That's why they're continuing to give us more and more and more and more and more and more shots. But you know what? And this might sound uh, anti-Semitic, but, you know, set that aside for a reality second, if you will. You know what? They have um, desires to manipulate society. To create two classes of people, kind of the dumbed down people and then the elite people that live forever. I know that's a psychotic dream, but the eugenicists truly have that goal in mind. And America has been backing eugenics and the eugenics movement and this engineering of people for a long time. And this chip under your skin that the government just put together under the Pentagon, the DOD, etc., uh, and this uh, vaccine that they're continuing to roll out, messing with your RNA, they're moving that eugenics movement forward, literally experimenting on the whole world right now, blatantly in-your-face experimentation. And anybody who tells you that I don't know what I'm talking about, I can prove it. If you take a vaccine and you circumvent all normal checks and balances for testing and you put it on the market, it's an experiment. Okay, And if you're experimenting on everybody and you know there's blood clots and other problems and you still put it on the market and then they call a halt to it, but they investigate and then lie and say the investigation comes back okay and they continue to roll it out, they're experimenting on the whole world. Their eugenics movement used to be hidden. Now it's literally in plain sight. And make no mistake, if you read the the behind-the-scenes paperwork on this, Dr. Bradley, this eugenics movement has the goals I've articulated and is seriously going about it really right now hidden in plain sight because people want to trade their security or their liberty for security and they'll wind up with neither. This is in plain sight and being done on the whole world. And anybody who speaks out against it is considered a a bigot, a hater, a racist, um, uh, whatever, uh, you know, anti-Semitic, doesn't have knowledge, whatever they want to say. But what we're saying is absolutely credible and provable. And that's really where we are right now, isn't it? Well, it is. Uh, in fact, eugenics is something that's been around for thousands of years, literally. I mean, you go back and read Plato. And by the way, the founding fathers, well, John Adams and, and Thomas Jefferson, for example, absolutely mocked the stupidity of Plato. And, and it, they've considered it a dreary read at best. And, and uh, Plato uh, suggested these different classes of people and, and creating them and, and letting those that were uh, to be rulers be rulers and so on. But it, it didn't end with Plato, unfortunately, and it's happened all down through history. And there's, you would be shocked at how many prominent people are eugenicists. I mean, it's not just Hitler. I mean, it, you know, it's, it's all associated with this, uh, you know, this Holocaust thing and all that kind of stuff. But no, it's been going around. Uh, Winston Churchill was involved in it, for example. 
And, and you look at the whole Planned Parenthood movement. That is what started it. They were trying to eliminate the black race from, from the United States. So th this kind of stuff has been around, and the fact that they're amping it up at this point uh, shouldn't surprise us. But, but the thing, getting back to the vaccine nomenclature, so many people that are alive today, you know, grandmas and grandpas like me, you know, that remember back as, as a young, youngster when they did this massive polio vaccine thing, and we could talk about why, why I questioned that even. But, but the fact of the matter is that, uh, that we, we associate vaccines with something, oh, my goodness, they've saved us all. They've been this savior on the horizon all along. And, and uh, you know, when I was a kid, I think we took three, three vaccines when I was a kid. And, uh, and now, like I say, uh, I don't know, there's something like 18 or 20 where you get 72 injections of by the time you're, you're 18 years old. But the fact of the matter is they've, they've truly expanded it beyond measure. All of the side effects that, that people say was just coincidental, everything from diabetes and autoimmune system deficiencies and autism and all sorts of behavioral problems. I mean, all of these things uh, just seem to track, right, with the expansion of it. But nevertheless, they're saying, they're saying it's a vaccine, which many people equate in their minds as something that's good and is going to save them. But they also are trying to shoehorn it, I think, into the Jacobson uh, Supreme Court decision back in, two, uh, in 1905, where the vaccine thing in Massachusetts and a $5 fine and all that went through the Supreme Court. And because they called it a vaccine, they're thinking that they're going to be able to use that same definitional term. It is not a vaccine. It, has, it does not give immunity or even suggest it does. It does not say you're not going to spread it. It does not say that it's gone through all of the processes and tests and studies that they put them through again, which in my mind are questionable. But the fact of the matter is they're trying to give that aura to it. And, they're, and, and clear back a, a year ago in March, so this was 11 months ago, I did a, uh, an interview with a major news outlet that at that moment, the intent of their interview was to progress the idea of mandatory vaccines, which I spoke against. I've told you about this interview before, 28 minutes long. They had a six-minute segment. They were doing it in. They used nine seconds of my interview and then spent the rest of the six minutes encouraging mandatory vaccines. Now, I'm going to say something that may seem a little bit off to begin with, but if somebody will spend a little bit of time thinking about it. I think they'll see the, the logic, reason, and intelligence behind it. We are, we are autonomous, sovereign individuals under God. We have God-given rights. We fit in God's system. He designed us from the beginning. Now what they're saying is that we must take an insertion into our body of something for the greater good, okay? And they're going to do this because, well... By Let's golly, be clear to, to kind of to flesh out your your knowledge for a second here. Just make this very clear before you go on. Insert an arm of flesh, man-made substance, literally competing with God for supremacy. The Tower of Babel in your body on steroids, right? There's no question that that's the case, and where we're going with this thing that is developed for profit. But here's the deal, though. We can all see sexual assault, where the analogy shouldn't be lost on most people, as being an egregious violation of our, of our sovereignty, of our free will, and, and of everything sacred to us. But yet, they're going to use a needle 
on a sovereign body that can choose to make their own path, and they're going to compel us. And, and this radio, it was actually a television uh, uh, interviewer, talked to me, and he says, well, yeah, but for, for the greater good, shouldn't we be able to do this for the greater I said, well, no, wait a minute. What if you're in red China? What if you're in red China? And they say, oh, man, we got too many people now. we got too many eaters. It's just the population's expanding dramatically. For the greater good, we're going to limit one child per couple. We will kill all the other children before they draw their first breath. That's for the greater good too, isn't it? And Americans should be able to see how egregiously that violates this whole process that God put in place to begin with. And now you're becoming the God on earth, you're this arm of the flesh, God on the earth, and you are now making those decisions for other individuals that have free will and should be able to do it. That sovereignty is lost completely. And they're saying, we're all going to be healthy if we do this. No, the, the success ratio on any of these things that have been done has been absolutely, abominably, infinitely small. And, and you're, you're destroying that God-given agency, that freedom to choose as you go forward with this. And I, I liken it to sexual assault in the sense that it is every bit as personal. And in this case, it may cause, ultimately and finally, other violations that, I mean, we're talking, we don't know for sure what will happen in terms of fertility. This spike protein thing that they're putting on is may cause spontaneous abortion or uh, miscarriages or whatever. We may lose the ability to, to uh, propagate. We may lose our, our immune systems. We may have attacks on our systems that make us weaker and, and are unable to ward off other things that come along. We're messing in a Petri dish. They're making humans a Petri dish that they're saying we're going to experiment with. And it's flat wrong all across the board, but they've, changed, they've, they've terminated a vaccine, again, which it is not, for all of these reasons, for all of the aura of, oh, yeah, vaccines are good. Lies, ladies and gentlemen. Reject them. You are listening to the one and only Liberty Roundtable Live. for Moral Law is a nonprofit legal foundation committed to protecting our unalienable right to publicly acknowledge God. The Foundation for Moral Law exists to restore the knowledge of God in law and government and to acknowledge and defend the truth that man is endowed with rights not by our fellow man but by God. The foundation maintains a twofold focus. First, litigation within state and federal courts. Second, education conducting seminars to teach the necessity and importance of acknowledging God in law and government. How can you help? Please make a tax-deductible contribution, allowing Foundation attorneys to continue the fight. You may also purchase various Foundation products as well at morallaw.org. Located in Montgomery, Alabama, the Foundation for Moral Law is a nonprofit, tax-exempt 501c3, founded by Judge Roy Moore. Please partner with us to achieve this important mission, morallaw.org. The spirit of the American West is live and well in Range Magazine, the award-winning quarterly devoted to the issues affecting the American West. Each issue contains informative articles, 
breathtaking imagery, as well as the culture of cowboy spirit today, and gift ideas like the 2021 Real Buckaroo Calendar. Order online from rangemagazine.com. Loving Liberty Network salutes the spirit of the American West at rangemagazine.com. Well, my mom smokes and my dad smokes and I saw them smoking, so I tried it. They're telling me not to smoke, but they smoke themselves. When it comes to smoking, are you sending mixed signals? But when you teach someone a certain way to do things and you go back on that certain way, it sends mixed signals to the person that they're trying to teach. The parents need to be the example. Smoking. If you think you're old enough to start, you're smart enough to stop. A public service message from this station and the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Back with you live, ladies and gentlemen. Is eugenics happening today? Yes, sadly, it's live and well. Meet the genetics generation. They've literally taken genetics and underground kind of a thing that everybody was against and felt like, oh, my gosh, it's higher, it's anti-Semitic, it's created a superior race, kind of Hitler-esque stuff. It's been going on for thousands of years. They've been doing it. They want to create a master race. They want to dumb the rest of us down. That's clear as a bell. Um, and we believe that after Hitler, it kind of went away, but that's a lie. It's been going on. It's live and well now. Now they're literally doing it in plain sight with these vaccines. Uh, and, uh, you know, I don't know if people know the difference between the mRNA vaccines. That's the Pfizer one. BioNTech and the Moderna and the Adenomus or A-D-E-N-O-V-I-R-U-S adenovirus one from J&J and AstraZeneca. But here's the difference, folks. The way they literally get into your cell is slightly different. And uh, what they bind to is different. One of them manipulates RNA based on uh, kind of some markers they see. The other one is literally a different virus, a completely different virus, attenuated and, and, and kind of mutated by their vaccines. Um, so they're slightly different in their delivery of how they get into the cells and what they use as their, quote, active agent, so to speak, uh, to spawn your immune system into uh, super defense mode. But if you're not careful, you're going to create a sciatic storm in the body, and it's going to backfire and go all wrong. I pray that doesn't happen. They're playing with fire. Right now, they're literally building the Tower of Babel in your body. And God's not going to be happy with man trying to become superior to God. This battle is serious from a spiritual point of view. But it's also serious from a, an experimental point of view. You know what? We might have sterilizations take place. The government's done it before. No wonder we don't trust them, right? This is serious business. And that's why I'm preaching transparency on this and agency uh, on this above all, Dr. Bradley. But, but that is exactly the case that, that's going on right now. The deception level has been over the top from the very beginning. And, and every single thing we say, including this little blurb I got from the governor this morning that I listened to just before coming on the air with you, every single thing is fraught with, with logic, reason, intelligence flaws. And, and the, it just does not track. They tell us whatever. It, it's like... I, you know, I don't know if you've ever been around somebody that didn't have a gatekeeper in their mind and they just say whatever flits across their mind and and they, they spout a lot of things that it's like, whoa, where did that come from? I have to ask myself every time I listen to these people, are, are they even listening to themselves? 
do they even do they even know how illogical it sounds and how stupid they sound in terms of how this fits in the whole narrative but that's what has come across every single thing that they've kind of come up with that they want to promote suddenly it's out on the on the board and it's being it becomes not just a narrative it becomes the script like this sads thing i will predict that in the coming weeks you are going to see a lot of articles about this this adult syndrome of death that has been around forever and we're going to see all sorts of things oh my goodness yeah i i knew oh yeah i heard about this but i think you're going to see it ramp up but they'll say it's always been with us they're not giving us a, a much of a chance to to even you know feel like somebody's even telling us the truth it's just amazing. Uh, by the way, you know, these eugenicists, these people that you think uh, don't exist, well, you know, like Teddy Roosevelt and, and uh, Heller Keller and uh, Helen Keller, I mean, and, and uh, Alexander Graham Bell and Winston Churchill and Margaret Sanger. She's the one that started the Planned Parenthood thing. I mean, W.E.B. Du Bois, by the way. He, he's the one that they always trot out as the black man that's uh, the one to emulate when he was an abject communist, but he was a, a, a eugenicist as opposed to somebody like a, a Booker T. Washington. I mean, Clarence Darrow, George Bernard Shaw, Oliver Wendell Holmes, uh, Jacques Cousteau. I mean, the, the list goes on and on and on about people that have just absolutely, through history, have said, we've got to breed that Aryan class or whatever the heck, you know. Uh, the, the people that are in this, I mean, Malthusian, you hear that talking about that, this this guy that, he, I mean, he really took, he, he died before it really took hold, but, but he believed that there was going to be food shortages and we needed to limit populations and all this kind of stuff. Herbert Hoover, I mean, was a eugenicist. John Maynard Keynes, I mean, these are some of the people that are, prom I mean, prominent people. Keynes being the guy that screwed up America economy. I mean, uh, I mean, uh, it's just Mariner Eccles was a was a Keynesian before Keynes, but uh, Marion Eccles was uh, Mariner Eccles was a uh, uh, the the guy that was pushing Keynesian economics on uh, the nation before Keynes became popular. But th this is stuff that's even in you know our home state, if you like, you know. So it's absolutely astonishing to me that that people probably have never even heard of this thing, but. It seems like it's alive and well, the way they're looking at society now, you know. It's just astonishing. It's astonishing on one hand. But on the other hand, when you think of it, or put it in context with the war in heaven, where Satan and his angels uh, or his, you know, cohorts, if you will, were cast down from heaven. Uh, that's biblically documented. Uh, and then you understand that we're in this war and the war continues on earth and agency is at the core of that war. D you know what? Choose who you will follow as for me and my house. We will serve the Lord kind of an idea. You begin to kind of understand quickly that this is shocking. This is in your face. This is hostile. This is evil. This is, I mean, yeah, it's hard to come to face to face with it. But when you understand it in biblical kind of historical context, earth life, uh, a continuation of God's uh, advancement of his children, if you will, the plan of salvation, you begin to understand very quickly that this is diabolical and evil, no doubt about it. But it's not shocking that Satan would go to these levels. It's not shocking that, that uh, Satan would try to 
um, become God or be over God. This is normal, and you got to choose what you're going to follow. But it's it's like the Tower of Babel, in my opinion, uh, going on in your body via the eugenics movement in plain sight. And Americans need to understand it for what it is and call it for what it is. Eventually, if they can sterilize you, if they can change the way you think or act or behave, or and they say people's behaviors after they've taken these vaccines are starting to change, interestingly enough, as well. So at what time will, you know, they say, we can create a tower. We can get as high and as create a, a system like God's. Uh, at what point will it be, we can create a body too. Uh, but our body does our bidding as they try to mix robotics and humans together and everything else. Um, they're working on this, folks. And if you, if you don't believe me, go study. What I tell you is the absolute detailed historical truth and reality. Uh, Dr. Bradley, respond to that because I think that's the context that it's got to be put in to understand how diabolical, how evil, but at the same time, how logical this progression really is, right? Well, if you believe in an eternal uh, scheme of things and, and there's purpose in everything, and, and by the way, the American Founding Fathers looked at this as a purpose-driven existence uh, that was established by God. It is not a chaos theory. It's something that, that had design from the very beginning and all these kinds of things, and, and everything testifies of that except for when you get in science today into the chaos theory. But if you believe in that eternal perspective and a God versus Satan kind of thing, where God pr proposed and, and established a, a, a planet upon which all of us could could make our progression and, and obtain bodies and, and uh, move forward and demonstrate our whatever our natural tendencies were and everything. And if Satan is opposed to that, you would say, okay, well, uh, here's what he's done all through history. And by the way, this is one of the reasons that uh, it seems that this satanic program of, of warfare has become so uh, expansive is is that if, if Satan is attempting to destroy God's plan, which would be this very planet itself or people upon it, his children, that, that he would use war. And he uses government because of the, the immense force of government that they can, you know, kind of focus all the destructive forces together. And, and then, my goodness, here comes this thing where we can, we can inject something into a body and it alters this potentially permanently. Now, most of the things I'm reading right now, you say, well, you know, you can detoxify from things. If you get exposed to carbon monoxide or, or some kind of, um, you know, toxic chemical or something like that, somehow you can, you know, detoxify that from your body. But everything I'm reading about these mRNA vaccines is that, that it, it incorporates it into your body and you cannot go back once you've got it. That's everything I'm reading. That's a simplified version. I am not a physician. I'm somebody that is, is trying to research every ounce of information I can on this thing. And that doesn't mean I'm omnipotent on it by any means. But, but the, the literature indicates to me that if you have taken the mRNA and it has incorporated itself into your you, you are it, it's, it's, there's no going back. I mean, barring a miracle from God, and I'm I'm not gonna, uh, you know, I'm not gonna say that's an impossibility by any means, because I really truly have faith in the power of God. But for yeah, most people, yeah. But the point people, is, do we let our bodies become partially man-made? Then over time, how much man-made will it be? And well, what will it's, the like a, it's like it's like injection or perversion <clears throat> come with their intentions, right? Well, it's like it's like GMO food. I mean, you look at the way 
<clears throat> the Monsanto uh, regime has run thing where they genetically modify our corn so you can you can put um, their their product on your fields and your corn basically incorporates that toxic chemical into the corn that you're eating and and it's like well so what have you done to the nutritional value of that corn does it have any negative side effects or anything like that and and it it really puts Monsanto in the driver's seat on this genetically modified stuff because they hold the patents on it. I mean, you look at what we're doing in the the animal kingdom and the vegetable kingdom, if you will, and you just wonder how far that's encroached into the human kingdom, and you wonder where we're going to go with this thing. And, and it becomes very problematic, and I think we've got to be much more careful than we have been. We're way too trusting. Well, and they've already, they've already, with these plants and everything else, set up new seeds uh, that are... Um, I don't know what you want to call it, but they're one-time seeds. They won't seeds. germinate they on their the Yeah, plants, they won't germinate. They won't germinate on their own. Okay, so they're one-time right. seeds, so to speak. How long will it be until they do that to the body and they say, you know, Dr. Bradley, you already have too many children. We don't think you need to have any more there. And then your next or they limit is the turn off baby-making gene, right? Well, absolutely, or they're turning them on. In fact, they have found in some third-world countries the tetanus vaccine, for example, has caused uh, women to become sterilized that ob obtained it. Now, that's it's like, holy cow, how widespread is this? And and we're just well, we're going a lot like of us sheep saying, to the slaughter. A lot of us are saying we don't know if these vaccines sterilize. But I submit to you, those who are creating these in the eugenics movement, they do know. Don't fool yourself for a second to think they don't understand the implications of what they're dealing with. They don't relay that to us. That's why I'm calling for transparency. Trust you me, they know a gazillion times more about what they're perpetuating and doing. They're not going blind as we think they are. They have a vision, and they've done enough experimentation already before they roll this out. They know what they're changing and doing. Make no mistake about that, doctor. There's no question, and they'll tell us whatever they think. We'll sell it to us, and we're going like lambs to the slaughter. Pray hard, work hard, because, ladies and gentlemen, God is still had not. He's not the leaving kind. He has not abandoned his post. Make sure of that. I know God lives, and I know he loves us, and I know that if we turn to him, he can protect us in the war as we use our agency to turn to God Almighty. For Dr. Scott Bradley... FreedomsRisingSud.com and Sam Bushman, LibertyRoundTable.com, LovingLiberty.net. We declare we the people, along with the grace of the Almighty, we can and will restore America. Will you help us? God save the Republic of the United States of America.